What is the business buffet? I mean, beyond the fun play on words by a fat guy who loves to eat, business buffet is about time. Time you spend learning and growing your business. Today's episode talks about time and how you can choose to invest what little you have. Today's episode is brought to you by Zenith Exhibit Studios, helping small business create quality podcast content. Visit www.zenithexhibits.studio to learn more information. Welcome to The Business Buffet, a podcast-based business coaching environment where you gain personal nourishment, professional growth, and recipes for success. My name is Ed Bejarana, and I am your chef who will be fixing up a big helping of how-to, can-do, and what-to-do information, all designed to inspire you. So grab a plate as it is time for some business buffet. Be careful not to compromise what you want most for what you want now. That quote comes from Zid Ziglar himself. What is the right amount of time? We, we hear this so often, and I was reading uh, Seth's blog, Seth uh, Godin's blog, and uh, he had this article titled The Right Amount of Time. It's a, it's a short read. Let me read you the whole article, and then, and then we'll talk about today's topic. Eventually, the culture figures out how much time we're supposed to spend on something. They call it the right amount, how long an education should take, or an RFP, how fast to deliver an order, how long to shop around for a new car, how much time to spend with a patient, how much time should be devoted to learning a new skill or engaging with new idea. If you spend about the same amount of time as everyone else, you're likely to get about the same amount of benefit. There are two other choices worth considering. Spend significantly more time than anyone else thinks is reasonable. Charge appropriately. Perhaps this will lead to an extraordinary outcome. Or spend far less time than you're supposed to and invest that time into processes and alternatives and benefits that everyone else is overlooking. Changes in the culture often happen when someone is gutsy enough to reorganize the time stack. That was written by Seth on May 22nd, 2021. You, you can get Seth's blog at www.seths.blog. So th- this prompted me as I was reading his article to, um, to create this episode. I haven't touched on what is the business buffet in a while. We're in our fourth season. We've done uh, more than 130 episodes. We had a co-host, and now it's solo hosted. And I have interviews coming up for the first time in the podcast's history. But all along, my, my goal was really to fulfill an experiment. That's what it started out as. So going back to 2016, after the presidential election, I heard from some friends that their website had lost significant amounts of traffic. 
This is early 2017. And when I did the research, I found that Google was manipulating the search results based on their political ideology. This podcast is not about Google's choice of political ideology. It doesn't really matter what they choose. I have other podcasts where I attack their ideology. This podcast is about what do we do about it? So if we have, imagine, if you will, the, the phone book. I'm going to go back and date myself here. I'm going to go back 25 years ago and say, suppose the phone book limited what businesses they would list. Let's say that they went down the street and, and they, they listed all of the businesses except yours. And the reason they didn't list your business in the phone book was, well, because they don't like you. They don't like the product you sell. They don't, they don't like the type of car you drive. What would happen to your business? Uh, you know, now this goes back to a day. It's kind of hard for younger folks to remember, but there was a day when we would open up the phone book to find what we're looking for. That was our guide. So Google is doing that. Google is manipulating the search results based on their their political belief system, their desires for America. And I felt that that was going to create some problems for my clients. And I needed to figure a way around it. I need to figure out how to provide a service to my customers that would not allow their search results to be jeopardized. So I looked for advertising memes. I looked for ways to get around the SEO challenges. And, and what came up, came up was podcasting. And so I ran a test. Business Buffet was one half of that test. I had to have another half to the test to prove that I could get censored information, search engine optimized. But for all intents and purposes for today's discussion, the business buffet started out as nothing more than an experiment to see if I could create search engine optimized audio content that would work past the Google sensors. And it did. It, it took all of about four and a half months to figure out that this medium works and works very well. So I invested a lot of money and time, what time is money, but I invested time and money into podcasting. I read everything. I've, I've read dozens and dozens of books boning up my skills on how to be a better interviewer, how to go for the topic, how to present information in an entertaining way. I've read books about how to organize thoughts, things that I thought I knew that after reading the books, I realized I didn't originally have an understanding of. So Business Buffet was there through this entire experiment, and it kind of morphed. It changed from being an experiment to something of value for my listeners. And my goal at this point is provide valuable time-saving information to my listeners. That's what the business buffet exists for. It's not just for business information. It's not teaching you how to balance the bank statement or run a SWOT analysis or analyze your profit and loss statement. 
It's not about how to just fix the emotional well-being of yourself or how even to invent a new product or service. As you saw in the last two episodes, we talk about security issues. Well, today we're going to talk about time. So let's go back to Seth's alternative ideas. So spend significantly more time than anyone else thinks reasonable. Charge appropriately. Perhaps this will lead to an extraordinary outcome. So how many of you actually do this? Uh, you, you realize you're full. You, you don't have any more time slots. You've got more customers than you have time. So what you do is you raise your prices. You charge more. In fact, I have some friends that they said, I just kept raising my price uh, to levels that I wouldn't have even paid. They just keep raising them and their clients just keep paying them. Why? Well, because it's just easier to stay with the known than it is to try out somebody who's unknown. And for a while, those friends of mine that are doing that, they're making money hand over fist. But invariably, a few months or a, maybe a year or so later, I get the phone call, man, business is dried up. How are you doing? Is this just a market blip or what's going on? And I remind them of the fact that some months back, they raised their prices for really no good reason <laughs> other than they were full and they were trying to drive away business. That just seems kind of foreign to me personally. I don't think that that's a long-term sustaining strategy. I like the other alternative. Spend far less time than you're supposed to and invest that time into processes and alternatives and benefits that everyone else is overlooking. So what in your industry is your competition overlooking? That, that's the core question for today. What in your industry is your competition overlooking? Yeah, when we all went to business school or, uh, you know, the business development center used to have a program called the Greenhouse uh, Business Program where it was like a kickstart for, you know, business people who had, hadn't gone to college. And they taught you, you need to develop a USP, a unique selling proposition. And then they would condense that into a elevator speech, a 60-second elevator speech. And, and there were all of these techniques and, and uh, methods to use to get your business into a position where you could communicate your competitive advantage, your unique selling proposition. And we all went through the exercises. And when you go to the chamber meetings, you'd often hear those new businesses trying out their new elevator speech. Some of them were better than others. Most of them weren't worth the paper they were written down on. Actually, few of them were even written down. They were stuttered as they were delivered. But how much time do you spend finding your competitive edge? For that matter, what is a competitive edge? Well, in today's business, I don't think the competitive edge is a widget. I don't think it's a even a product. I, I, think, I think your competitive edge is you. You are the competitive edge because you combined everything that you do into a recipe, into a soup 
that really delivers something tasty, something that your customers want to consume. But you know, like any good recipe, like any good soup, if, it, if you just serve it the same way every time over and over again, you're called a restaurant, and people get tired of going to the restaurant serving the same food over and over again. Eventually, they want to try something new, something different. So what are you doing to improve your soup? What are you doing to make your meal taste better? What are you doing to improve your competitive edge? How much time do you save each day? And what do you do with that time that you save? See, in my business, everything is about time. I literally count the seconds. I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I have a, a regiment that I won't discuss in a podcast, but I usually get to my desk at about 4.30, somewhere between 4.30 and 5 a.m. And from 5 a.m. until 10 a.m., when the phone starts ringing like crazy, I accomplish all of my day's activities, whether that's updating website software, writing new content, recording podcasts, publishing information, researching topics, finding out if something went wrong, doing all of my daily work. And then at 10 a.m., now I start to fight with myself. Here's where I have that internal struggle. Because at 10 a.m., I want to change gears from doing the work to saving the time and improving the process. That's, that's when I want to start improving my soup. It's interesting. That's also when I'm hungry. I guess that's why it's called the buffet. I start looking for ways to tweak the recipe. Now, I'm going to celebrate my 15th year in business. I've been, I've been in 14 and a half years now, self-employed. I work from my home. It's my wife and I, and I love my life. And I continue my life because I am constantly reinventing myself. I am constantly evaluating the industry and looking for my competitive edge. Podcasting is an example. I'm now using podcasting as a primary vehicle in my business. I'm now producing 10 different productions, three of which I host, but the others I'm doing for clients. But what do you do with whatever time you save? And, and this is kind of the, the gist of Seth's article. Spend far less time than you're supposed to and invest that time into processes and alternatives and benefits that everyone else is overlooking. Are you spending quality time with your family? First and foremost, we've, we're family. We have loved ones. If we're using that time we're saving just for ourselves, then we are overlooking the reason why we're doing this self-employed thing. I'm self-employed because I can drop anything and go have lunch with my wife, my best friend. This year on July 4th, my wife and I will celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary. And I just look forward to waking every morning and seeing her smiling face. We're both a lot older. 
I'm a lot fatter. Not the prize that I might have been some 30 years ago. But I can't imagine life without her. And therefore, every minute that I'm able to shave off of my daily grind, the things that I do week in and week out, I'm able to use a portion of that, to budget a portion of that savings to go directly towards spending that with my wife. Next on my list is learn a new skill. I read incessantly. One of the challenges I had with the previous host of this program is they didn't read. They weren't a a lifelong learner. And that kind of stymied this program. It kind of held the business buffet back. What are you doing to learn new skills? Even a plumber needs to improve. Even somebody who's doing a job that's over 200 years proven, horseshoeing, you still need to learn new skills. I love to read. That's not the only way you can learn. And I have an episode back about three months ago talking about ways to learn. But I love to read, and I have literally hundreds of books that I've purchased from Kindle on my phone or my iPad, and it's with me at all times. I spend at least two hours every single day reading learning something new. One of the alternative ways to learn something is, well, listen to the Business Buffet podcast, shameless plug, or any podcast. Pick a topic. Pick a learning topic, self-improvement, entrepreneur, marketing, management. There are dozens of great topics you can pick. And listen to a podcast. It's a passive activity. This is why I love podcasting so much. It is You already know this. But you need to share this with your friends, with with your family, with your loved ones. It's a passive activity you can do while you're doing something else. It encourages you to go for a walk or take a bike ride or, or go roller skating and listen to that podcast while you're working. The big takeaway for today, if we don't improve ourselves and our business processes, then we are just one smart competitor away from extinction. Remember, be careful not to compromise what you want the most for what you want now. Thank you, Zid, for the reminder. It is that dreaded time when we must push back from the table and uh, maybe take a nap, you know, to reflect on what we've learned. Please, before you doze off, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs the emotional push that only the Business Buffet can give. Also, please take a moment to write a review for us on Apple Podcasts and help us reach new entrepreneurs like yourself. Thank you for listening, and remember to eat hearty in business.